Hey, what's up, Blazer fans? Tara here. I've got another short preview for everyone. This is this time we're going to talk about the Houston game. And to do that, I have Cody Davis of the Dream Shake, which is the SB Nation sister site to Blazer's Edge. Cody, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is uh, a long time coming because you and I actually uh, recorded something during summer league, and but that was before Houston had made some moves. And at the time we were talking to each other, you were feeling like Houston wasn't doing much. Then some <laughs> stuff happened, and now here we are. So why don't we back it up and start there with kind of what the Houston offseason was like and how you think the big uh, trade and the arrival of Russell Westbrook has changed the Rockets so far this season. Well, it has changed a lot, uh, most noticeably how fast that we are playing. Uh, When we had Chris Paul, a point guard who's getting up there in age, last year we was one of the slowest teams in the league. This year we are one of, of, if not the fastest teams when it comes to pushing the the pace. Uh, Mike D'Antoni mentioned it in one of his press conferences that he changed changed the rule to his offense to six seconds or less. Remember, it was seven seconds or less in Phoenix. But with Russell Westbrook, he has he he just brings a whole new dynamic to this team, and and the scary part about it is I, I believe that he actually has helped James Harden reach another level, which is I'm in Houston, I'm rooting for this guy, but at this point it's becoming scary. How much better can James Harden get? You saw what he did Wednesday night against the Los Angeles Clippers. He dropped forty seven with arguably the best defender Kawhi Leonard guarding him it, it's 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 Russell Westbrook has brought some I think he, if anything he just brought a new attitude to this team that's what it is oh interesting so how does the uh, flow of the game go with the two of them playing do, how, how much do they play together well as you know beginning of the game in what is it, about seven Minutes left in the fourth quarter. Both of them are on the court at the same time. And, of course, the beginning of the um, second half. But Mike D'Antoni normally staggers their minutes. You normally have both of them out there the first five minutes of the game. Then he makes a substitution. It's normally Russell Westbrook. I I believe right now D'Antoni, because Westbrook has has had so many problems with his knees in the past, D'Antoni is staggering their minutes, and he's letting Westbrook take a, a lot longer rest than what we got accustomed to seeing him take in Oklahoma City. You remember in Oklahoma City, he was the driving force of that franchise. I mean, he rarely got off the court. I kind of feel like he's saving Westbrook, trying to keep him as fresh as possible to have him ready for the playoffs, which in my eyes, the real season for the Houston Rockets do not start until the ball tip off in the first round of the playoffs. Um, and as for James Harden, he's still playing 40 points per game still. I'm the only thing I don't like about having Russell Westbrook here. And it's not a knock against Westbrook is more of a knock against James Harden, because I want to see James Harden play off the ball a lot more. I've seen this so much, especially out here in Houston. It seems like he just runs out of gas in the playoffs. I do not think he, I, I, I don't think he, he chokes. It just seems like he run out of gas and he gets tired. Now he has a guy in Russell Westbrook. I mean, he had it before in Chris Paul, but in Russell Westbrook, you have a guy who can take over the game in the fourth quarter or whenever you need to, and you you don't need him to do too much. 
even though he dropped 47 in the win against the Clippers on Wednesday night, the man played about 40-something minutes in that game. It's just too much minutes being played on James Harden, and I just want to see him just give up the ball a little bit more. His usage rating has to come down if he and the Houston Rockets wants to win this championship. Well, in Portland, we're feeling a lot of the same kind of way about the way Damian Lillard is being used. He's being getting so many minutes. He and CJ are both up there leading the league or, you know, up in the top number in amount of minutes played per game. We're just really worried, like, how sustainable is this? When you are talking about the uh, dynamic of Harden and Westbrook, have you seen them evolve so far in the season so far, or have they pretty much, they came out and played one way and they've just kept it up? Um, It's kind of a mixture of both. Like I said earlier, um, Westbrook, he brought a new dynamic to this team, and it seems like James Harden is playing with a whole new attitude. Um, so I've seen a couple of differences in that standpoint, but as for trying to say I could put this without sounding too negative, both of them, especially James Harden are sticking to their game. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, especially James Harden. I mean, he's still doing the whole one-on-one thing, dribbling the ball, a million of times trying to draw the foul or trying to, you know, do his step back signature three-pointer. So it's like a mixture of both. Hopefully down the line, we will see both of these guys, especially James Harden, evolve more as the season progresses. So it sounds like they, you're feeling or sensing kind of a new attitude at the same time. They both seem to be playing pretty much the way they've always played, but this attitude has injected some kind of new energy or life for especially Harden. Oh yeah, most definitely. And not just Harden. I mean, I've seen it in PJ Tucker. I've seen it in Clint Capella. The last five games Capella has had, I believe he's averaging like 14 and 18 rebounds. He has been playing phenomenal. And it's just like, once again with Westbrook, he just brought just this attitude that I've that I've have yet to see the Rockets play with. What do you feel are the biggest weaknesses of the team? Defense is always, <laughs> you know, the the last five games, um, especially since Clint Capella has played to this elite status, is basically the best I've ever seen him play. The Rockets' defense has it looked better, but that is still their biggest problem. And not only is defense their big problem, another problem that I have with this team and that a lot of people have is the size. We are really small. I mean, I know we have Clint Capella, Tyson Chandler, he's getting up there in the age, so you can't really put too many, too, too, too much heavy minutes on him. But we are really, really small, and that leads us to get our rebounded a lot. And as I mentioned before, Clint Capella is playing on this elite status, but I don't know how long he can keep this up. So if the Rockets can just improve their defense and and make a move to where they can add some size, I know Daryl Morey can do it. But if they can just add some size and just get a player who can help out with rebounding, they might be the best team that could come out winning the championship in June. Hmm. When you talk about the weaknesses being on defense, it sounds like you know you're concerned about uh, rebounding for sure. What about like three point defense or defending the paint? 
our three-point defense, it's okay. I mean, the 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 whole defensive side with the Houston Rockets is questionable. Some days it looked good. Some days it looked bad. I'm pretty sure you saw, you was looking at your phone crazy when we played against the Washington Wizards when we allowed 158 points. So some days it looks good. Some days it looks, you know, really, really bad. We we are in like this weird stretch of games where right after we got blown out by the Miami Heat, we played against Memphis. We played against Memphis, the Pelicans, um, and and a couple other teams that are not contenders. Mm-hmm. And our defense looked great against those teams, but I'm I'm real interested to see. You know, it looked good against the Clippers, but I'm real interested to see when we play against you guys on Monday and we play against other top teams in the in in the league. I'm I'm very interested to see how good are the Rockets defense really have improved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's defending the three-pointer or you know just their inside presence because it's one thing to hold Memphis to 105 points, but it's another thing to give up 158 points to the Washington Wizards. That's so many points. <laughs> it that's really just is. So many points. You know, and and that and that scares me. I'm like, okay, I mean, John Morant is really really good, but he's not to the level where he he can average 40, 50 points. <sighs> we saw it with Bradley Beal. We know what Damian Lillard could do. So I'm like, well, what's about to happen is is when it comes to defense, it's just this confused state. And me, or a lot of Rockets fans, and even some of the reporters that I had the opportunity to be around, we are all kind of you know sitting on edge to see. Okay, is the Rockets defense has improved a little bit, or is just because four of our last five games was, was against non playoff teams? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to change the topic just a little bit and um, ask you. For the Rockets, who is considered the leader of that team? Is it James Harden? Is he is he the the locker room leader as well as the leader on the court? Um, he's more of the leader on the court. If anything, it's it's still PJ Tucker. Hmm. PJ Tucker is the heart and soul of that team. Um, he's just the heart and soul of the team. <laughs> It's so interesting. Before we we got on, we were talking a little bit. You were saying how much you liked Damian Lillard, and you know I bring this up a lot. Where I've just gotten so accustomed to the leader on the court also being the leader in the locker room that I have to pause and ask other people because I just assume it's <laughs> going to be the the same the same way. So, what are some of the things that like PJ Tucker does that makes you consider him like sort of the like you said the heart and soul of the team? The way he hustles on the court, um, the way when you you see him in practice, he's always the 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 vocal leader. He's always the ones calling out screens. He's always the one, you know, giving advice to the younger guys on the team. You know, he he's doing training camp. I saw him a lot spending time with some of the um, G League guys and some of the rookies, like Chris Clemens. Um, you know, just him taking the extra step, taking the extra time. Not saying that James Harden and, and Russell Westbrook did not do it. I mean, I saw them do it the same, but it was like every single day, every opportunity PJ Tucker got, um, it, it, it was always him taking that extra step. Even when I watched them throughout practices and I've, I've watched them in games and even, even in the few times I was in the locker room, it's like when PJ speaks, everyone listens. And it, it just like a different 
it's just a different tone that the guys respond to when you when you hear it coming from PJ Tucker. Interesting. So are there any players on the team who like Blazer fans may not really be paying attention to, but who's really caught the eye or the attention of Rockets fans this season? And all honestly, I will say Austin Rivers. He has been playing really, really well to start the season. And believe it or not, he he's been shooting the ball pretty, pretty well too, especially these last few games. Um he's because with Eric Gordon, he was playing dead awful to start the season. And come to find out, he's been battling a knee injury for a really, really long time, which I'm kind of wondering, because Mike D'Antoni said that this knee injury that he had been bothering him since last season. So I'm like, why would you wait until the season start to get that fixed? But I'm not the one to start any rumors or nothing, so I'm going to just leave that alone for right now. But with Eric Gordon just not playing like himself – Austin Rivers has really stepped up and have been the leader coming off the bench, especially you already know he was missing, missing Gerald Green. Austin Rivers has done a phenomenal job, and if I had a vote, I would at least have him be considered for six man of the year. Hmm. Interesting. Well, and we just uh, heard about the little exchange with his dad the other night. That sounds like it was also kind of interesting. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last thing I want to ask you about. So uh, Portland recently signed a player you may have heard of, Carmelo Anthony, came Mm. out of the blue. I had no idea this was happening. I don't think any Blazers uh, uh, people, fans, thought they saw this coming. I mean, we've been talking about it for years. Every summer it's a topic of conversation, but then it's always like, nah, that's not going to happen. And well, lo and behold, it did. Now, uh, you had Carmelo was with Houston for a short time, but I believe you are also just kind of generally someone who has followed Carmelo throughout his career. So I would love to hear your thoughts about Carmelo coming to Portland. I love it. I love the move, Carmelo Anthony going to Portland. First and foremost, he should have already been in Portland. Um, but I think Dame Dollar said it the best. Um I don't remember who he was talking to, but he said, I tried to get him to come to Portland once before. He went to OKC. I tried to get him to come to Portland again. He went to Houston. (laughs) So (laughs) he kind of just left it alone after that. But I love the move, move. And you guys are going to have a player who, one, can still play, and two, he's going to give you guys an extra firepower coming off the bench I don't know what the hell happened in Houston, but from what I saw and from what a lot of people saw, Carmelo Anthony was playing pretty solid for us. He averaged close to 14 points per game. He had a couple games where he looked like the mellow from from New York. Um, I remember there was one game against the Brooklyn Nets, and this was a game I believe James Harden did not play because he was battling some kind of injury. Carmelo led us to a victory. He played 31 points got a good 28 points, and and he was real efficient. I mean, he was efficient the whole time in Houston. I think the only problem with Melo and the Rockets was, you know Mike D'Antoni offense. It's either you get a layup or a dunk, or you just shoot the three-point. Melo, as, as good as Melo has been, he's been a solid three-point shooter, but you know Melo lived in the mid-range game. And I do believe 
if we had a player or at least had a coach who had the common sense to at least take some mid-range shot, I do believe we would have a championship right now, especially in a Game 7 playoff game where we missed 28 straight three-pointers against the Golden State Warriors. Hmm. But at the end of the day, Carmelo Anthony played really good in Houston. I don't know what happened. I, that that might have been something that, that they were just trying to make Chris Paul happy. I don't know. But you guys are going to see a difference with Carmelo Anthony. If anything, I believe he he's going to accept that he's no longer the all-star player. In the way that Dwight Howard has sort of revamped himself in L.A., I do believe that's what you guys are going to see with Melo in Portland. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are hoping. I think people are like, well, okay, uh, give him a chance. You know, Dwight Howard seems to have applied himself in a way that has made him extremely useful and effective for the Los Angeles Lakers. I think the big question on everybody's mind is, can the Blazers allow Carmelo the time to work his way in and get his fit in the team while they're still trying to figure out what to do with Hassan Whiteside? <laughs> do you have any uh, thoughts on uh, what you've seen? I don't know if you've had much of a chance to see much of Portland play yet this season, but how what you're hearing about Hassan Whiteside's fit in Portland? Uh, well, Hassan Whiteside, ever since he, I guess, got his 2K rating up, <laughs> it seems like he he just stopped caring about basketball. Um, I've, I haven't had a chance to watch too many games for you guys, but I did see the game where you guys – Loss against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, of all the losses to watch, that was probably one of the better ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you guys close. lost by one, and it was off a lucky game-winning shot. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I still believe you guys are good. I am a big fan, and I'm a big believer in Dave Dollar. That's one of my favorite players, probably top three players to watch in the league. Um, I hate knowing that I missed a game when he dropped 60 in a loss against Brooklyn. Uh, but, but overall, I, I, I do believe you guys are going to be okay. It's, it's like what he said. I, I don't know if it was either him or C.J. McCullough, and it came out um, on Thursday that one of them was like, you know, sometimes you just go through rough stretches in the, in the, in the league, and this is just one of those rough stretches. So, Well, I'm going to go ahead and stop us right there. It's been fantastic talking to you. Love hearing. uh, We always love and appreciate Dame Love on the podcast. (laughs) Also, uh, real curious to see what what the, uh, the Harden and Westbrook experience looks like up close against our team. The team has really been struggling. Damian Lillard was pretty much you know, tied up by four guys guarding him all night (laughs) the other night. (laughs) And it was, it was rough to watch, but um, we are looking forward to hoping that things can, they can kind of right the ship at some point soon. I don't know. The schedule is just brutal, but you know, we'll see what they can do and they'll have a new player on the roster to see how that goes. (laughs) Um, Will you go ahead and tell folks how they can find your work? Yeah, so once again, um, my name is Cody Davis, and I write for the Dream Shake part of SB Nation. And um, if you want to follow my work, um, please follow me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24, Y24, because I believe Kobe Bryant is the GOAT. (gasps) We're going to end the podcast. Oh, my gosh, I can't end a Blazer podcast on that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I, I, that's who I watched. Part where you said all the great stuff about Damian Lillard? Come on, Cody. <laughs> it, 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 it evens out, you know. It evens out. I love Dame Dollar, but hey, I know Kobe broke broke your heart so many times. I don't know but what you're it's talking okay. about. That game it's never okay. happened. That game never happened. <laughs> well, anyway, Cody, thanks so much for joining us, and good luck to Houston on Monday night. They're going to need it because Dame's going to go for sixty five. I hope so. And James Harden is going to go for 70. (laughs) Have a great night. Thank you.